I'm alive. How are you? Same. <laughs> Isn't that so great? <laughs> Yay. So glad to still be here on this earth. Being responsible and having to do things. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but my head still does not feel 100%. Not me either. That's why I'm kind of like not being my usual obnoxious self because I'm scared that if I'm too loud, I'm going to give my own self a migraine. <laughs> this is going to be the chillest episode ever. So this is actually really weird because I feel like usually when we're recording, and this is not the case, this is not true at all, I feel like it's so silent in here right now. I'm like, do we usually have music in the background? Or like, why is it so quiet? Is it because I'm so sober? <laughs> this sucks. It's it's because you're being so quiet to keep your head from pounding. Yeah. Anyway, well, let me just uh, do my uh, my anime fucking like high school anime superhero power up <laughs> what is the what is the one from uh, uh Dallas uppercut or something like that I can't remember I stopped watching that show the internet's way too horny about all those high school kids it's, it's bad the internet is really into that show I haven't seen it, but it comes up like every day on the it's internet. It's a show about teenagers, about children in superhero high school. And the internet was just like, oh. So it's just sky high, but. It is and- exactly sky high. But it's actually like the first like three seasons are super good. The first two seasons are really good. I cried a lot. Episode two of this anime, you will fucking ball your eyes out. It's the fucking best. Anyway. Uh, anyway to do with this episode. Uh, yeah, Colin was like, I might need to go to bed at like one o'clock. I was like, there's no way we're going to be recording at one o'clock. <laughs> I was like, very tame this evening. Let's see how drunk I, I can feel this one is going to be probably a short one. I feel like this movie is pretty long. Short. Really? Because I feel like the movie is so... It's not very long. It's longer than it feels because there's not a lot of like stuff that happens. It's more visual. There really isn't a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. Like I was like thinking back. I was like, all right, I gotta look at the Wikipedia before we start so I remember what happened. And then I'm like, this is like three paragraphs. Not a lot happens. No thing happened. (laughs) They're like pretty pictures. That's all you need. So... I guess, bing bong, bing bong. You are now entering Maneater. Please be quiet. Some people here are prone to severe headaches right now. Some of us need it to be very quiet. Just start doing like ASMR with my fingernails. Um. So <laughs> when I talk about this movie, I run the gamut of emotions. Like, I'm very much like, I appreciate this movie because of the way that it depicted certain things compassionately, but I hate this movie for the exact same reason. And some things it didn't depict compassionately at all. Some things were just... There. But at least they had a decency to use, like, a fake illness. That That shit drives me nerds, like... 
I, it does. I, we'll get there. We'll get there. We can't. We can't really. All right. So this is the first outing of this director who did a fucking fantastic job. Thing too, like he didn't like. He was like a music video director, I think. Yeah, he did like music videos, and then he did this, and I feel like he didn't do much else after this. Either. I mean, after you make this movie, what else are you gonna fucking do? <laughs> like, you done it. It's like I peaked. That's it. Because yeah. from a visual standpoint, like, um, this movie is actually very good. Anyway, um, I like to describe this film as the Silence of the Lambs on steroids and acid. And would you like to tell our, our dear listeners what we are talking about this week? Today, we are talking about the great 2000 movie, The Cell, starring J-Lo, Vincent D'Onofrio, and a tiny, cuddly Vince Vaughn. He was so gentle and trying so hard to act. <laughs> he was like, he's like, if I seem really earnest, that's acting, right? I am being man, man. <laughs> Look at me in this. I am FBI man. <laughs> I, am... I have backstory. Yeah, he do. <laughs> yeah, they they do introduce his backstory like in the most random moment, and it just makes they... you go, but like, yeah, and they're in a time crunch too. Like they're they shouldn't have just time for this. But they did. That scene is very problematic to me too because he's just like, oh, like you're a woman. Let me unload all of my emotional trauma on you at the worst possible time. And I was like, that's actually really like the way that men are though. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while you're eating lunch, can I just tell you about my terrible childhood trauma? And Jennifer Lopez is like, what? <laughs> he's like, and also I'm going to spare no details. You're going to know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Hooray. So, um, yeah. We got J-Lo, we got good old Vinny D, and we got Vinny V. We got all the guy, uh, who, oh no, there were like two other people that were in this movie that I really like. Um, Nash, Nash Bridges' dad. Dylan Baker, I think. Dylan Baker's, mm, the guy, the Nash Bridges' dad is like the head detective man with the white mustache. Oh, okay. Um, 98% sure that's Nash Bridges' dad, actually. No, I know it is. I'm always right. Is it Patrick Bouchau? Bouchau? His name could literally be like a white white man magoo. I don't know. There's weirdly a lot of actors in this film, but I don't remember seeing them. Uh, Lizzie McGuire's younger brother is in this movie. Sure is. That was the part that threw me a little. I was like, wait. Because I looked it up afterward to see who was in the movie, and I was like, that's that little annoying kid from um, Lizzie McGuire show. He doesn't look anything like he did in that show. Because he's wearing a terrible wig made for a 30-year-old man. So bad. And um, then the same wig and put it on Vincent D'Onofrio. And we're like, and it, perfect. Beautiful. Uh, that's a choice you made aesthetically. Um, and then the guy from the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead is in it. His name I also can't remember, but that guy is... Chef kids. Very cute. Like him. He plays like um Vince Vaughn's like partner, 
appeared. Uh-huh. Just one of the other suited FBI men. I don't know. The one who, like, takes a nap for, like, half the movie. Uh-huh. Or... Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Again, very real, very true to life. So, now that we have jumped all over the place with that. <laughs> I get so excited about talking to you, uh, like, about movies that we've both, like, seen that, like, I forget that we're doing a podcast for other people to listen to and we're not just, like, speaking in our own sister code, so. Other other people might listen to this. Uh, yeah, there's 21 <laughs> of them now. Hooray! 20 whole people! We love all of you. Yeah, we do. We super do. Um, so, and this was the one thing in my notes that I feel like I might have not written. Um, this movie does open with her and like that very weird like dream sequence, right? Yes. Cool. Cause like, you know how like movies in the 2000s would put like a little like cut of like some weird, this one's gonna come up later in the movie. Like it's just something stupid. Yeah. And I just couldn't remember if like that was in there, but it's not. So, you know, here we are in the middle of the de- desert. The desert? Like the most desert though. No desert. Like if you imagine a desert, amp it up by like 10 more deserts and there you are i think that they shot that one moment in what was it the mummy returns uh where the um oh dead fair's character what was he like his whole army of people like were there with him and they're like standing on the top of like a fucking 25 million foot tall like sand dune like yeah. waiting for the Scorpion King's army. Like I feel like this is the same exact place that it was shot, except it's just like a lone figure in an enormous white dress, like filmed by a helicopter. It's actually terrifying to watch. Like it's, <laughs> so who was that? Because they must have been a skirdo. Like because it's shot from like so far away, and you, there's nobody else. It's just like these big yeah. orange sand dunes, and there's just a person walking, and like this weird like horn music playing, and you're like, um. Okay, like, <laughs> what else? And then, like, uh, what? Like, there's like, sh- it's Jennifer Lopez, hooray! And she's just wearing like a pink oh, shade dress with feathers on it. <laughs> she rides a horse for a little bit, and then she goes to go on another sand dune, and then she turns around and she like smiles, and you see what she's looking at, and it's the fact that the horse has turned into like a weird statue of a horse. Yeah, but it's like a, <laughs> it's like a chess piece. And music's just like with just like a bunch of like people like like in the background and you're just kind of like I am uncomfortable already so cool thanks uh uh Roger Ebert gave this four out of four stars by the way he said it was the best movie of the year anyway (laughs) he did dead serious you can look that shit up everybody else was like I don't know and Roger Ebert was like fuck yeah just as soon sand as he saw the dunes. desert, as, as soon as he saw this the sand dunes, he was like, "Yes." So this immediately, is all I've ever wanted. You are just sort of like it's almost the beginning, like the beginning of Midsummer, where like your senses are just sort of inundated by all these really weird, like, and and these images are all oversaturated in color. Like the yeah. reds are super red, the blues are super blue. Like the sky is just like, oh my gosh, so pretty. But it's literally like the middle of nowhere, except super like just you gotta see you gotta see this movie. The sand dune is fucking you know you know you're like ah they helicopter somebody in, drop them down from a helicopter. God forbid they had to shoot the scene more than once because somebody would have to have gone back with like one of those fucking like sand those things 
I'll, there are too many like, to like sweep it yeah like what if the person like fell and like tumbled all the way down they're like shit so anyway she comes to this very like beautiful sort of like area with all these like they're like cherry blossom trees right um i think the cherry blossom trees are in like the they but, might be but they don't like, have flowers it, on them they don't they're like dead yeah and like barren trees and like gnarly looking and she walks up and she sees there's this little boy and he's like sitting on a log and she's like thanks for the horse um because apparently he sent the horse yeah so this is edward this is edward he's um a pivotal character in the film even though you only see him like four times and he sucks but he's also a child who has experienced trauma so i can't really be mean about it um (laughs) he sucks he doesn't suck he doesn't do it he doesn't have a chance to do anything he's a little bit rude <laughs> he could have just went, went in a sailboat with her but no. no no so and again like i don't remember what it was like to see this movie for the first time but there's no context for anything that's happening Mm-mm. so i can only assume i was like am i in the middle of a movie like <laughs> what? did i miss the first hour and she's just it's jennifer lopez right and she's wearing this like white dress that's like it looks it's very like constructed like i don't know what fabric it's made out of but it's a very like it was made out of old books or something yeah but it's like all feathery and like angelic and she's just looking all fucking 2000s jennifer lopez and fuck her (laughs) for being so perfect and beautiful but like i love her but like also i'm just like god damn it like look at her fucking skin jesus christ that fuck (laughs) She's their, like, little fucking square cut, like, French tip on her fucking fingers. Because it's 2000. And she's, like, trying to talk to him. And he's just like, I thought we were going to go. Or she's like, I thought we were going to go sailing today. And he's like, what is this? He's like, Mucky Luck. Yeah. Mucky Luck said said no. Or we can't do that because Mucky Luck will get us. And And she, (laughs) a person who's playing a a child psychiatrist, uh, immediately goes, and like rolls her eyes <laughs> like all pissed off and i was yeah. like okay um doesn't seem very empathetic where's your empathetic understanding there j-lo but... i guess this has happened a bunch of times even though we yeah. don't know what is happening yeah. um and he's just like that boat is broken and it's like she looks down on her hands and there's like a little tiny toy sailboat. yeah She's, and like, she's like, we can fix it. We can fix it. He's like, Mucky likes the boogeyman. She's just like, Edward, and like rolls her eyes and <laughs> just like drops the sailboat. Edward, <sighs> Jesus Christ, Edward. And then we get our first, uh, I feel like this is the only ding dong jump scare that we get in this movie. Yeah. This one's pretty lame. It, it is. like cuts back to him and his face. It's like they <laughs> CGI'd the sleepwalker's face onto this child. Yeah. He goes, Aah! and he has like flippers and there's like loud, like blaring music. And she's just like, like, she literally just, she cuts her eyes and like drops the boat. And then you see her like between her thumb and her forefinger, there's like a little silver square on like yeah, the webbing. Like, and she just, and like rolls her eyes. And so at this point, you're just like, you're like, what is happening? I, I don't, did I need to see any of that? And I will answer that question for you, podcast. Kinda? 
Like, but also, no. No. Like, not really. <laughs> they they could have just described it in like a walk and talk sequence and it would have been fine. And but, faster and less expensive. Yeah. But it does set the whole stage the entire movie. Um, whereas some films that we have watched, there is a lot of like walk and talk dialogue, like story building, character building, mm-hmm. a lot of context. I wouldn't say a lot of movies we have of context, but some of them do. Um, this one is more visually and auditorily submers- submersive. And then people will be like, that's like that. And you're like, oh, so now I have to do like the opposite of like interpreting what you say and just like see what I'm seeing because you're also seeing it. Like, it's just really like it is what it is. You have to remember while you're watching it or thinking about it or anything associated with this movie that it was made by a guy who did music videos. And while they are beautiful music videos, it's kind of that sort of content, like visual content and audio content, not so much dialogue or story or anything. But it's a really good movie. Like it's- it is. It's it is very good movie. I I loved it a lot. But it could have been condensed down into like a 40 minute long music video for sure. <laughs> yeah. It could be like a nine inch nails video. That's all we needed. I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> okay. Trent Reznor. I'm so, vaguely so then, offended, but you're wearing goggles. Um, so then she <laughs> come, comes to in this room. Uh, where she's, <laughs> she comes to in this room and she's like, Hey, Okay, this part doesn't make sense, never makes sense through the entire thing. They have her, like, hanging from the ceiling somehow. And then, a, like, a partition, like, a thing comes up underneath of her to, like, mm-hmm. hold her. But while she's, like, in, like, the dream world or whatever, she's just suspended. Like, face up, horizontally face up like it's the opposite of like a suspension you would do like with piercings and it's weird because like there's nothing supporting like the back of her neck or like underneath her but she's just suspended completely horizontal like straight like on a board by like four wires hanging from the ceiling and she's wearing a costume that looks like it's made out of slim jims (laughs) but like to mimic like the musculature kind of of the human body like if you've ever watched like power rangers she looks like she's wearing like the basic under costume for lord zed yeah it's the same exact same exact costume from the dracula movie it Um, is it is the exact same they took that from that closet including a little triangle feet booties (laughs) that make no sense yes they're like, we're going to use these because they're free. They've already been made and they fit our aesthetic. Yeah, and all this movie pretty. cares about is aesthetic. It so, does look pretty lit, though. Yeah. When you first see it, you're like, what? Are we in the future? Like, we're barely in the future, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, But so now it's, you know, she's there and she's suspended and you can tell she's really groggy and she's coming out of a stasis and like this weird rectangle comes up out of the floor underneath of her. And I was just like, you wasted a lot of money on this automation, whatever fucking yeah, C-plank. It could have just stayed there. Yeah. You could have just laid on it the whole time. Because it's it literally, the farthest it comes up is like an inch beneath her. Yeah, but like... All the way up out of the floor? You need to disguise it the, the floor? What's happening? Or 
just put her ass on the floor. You don't even need a podium. Yeah. Like, you don't need to. <laughs> there's like something she says later in the movie where she's like, being suspended like makes you feel weightless like you're in water. And it's like, okay, but if you're under like anesthesia and like a fucking, in like a drug induced sort of like a dream state, you don't. Yeah. You, you don't need that. I mean, I bet it's lit. I bet it's bomb. But like, <laughs> but, the suit but, and the wires and the. I feel like it's a lot. I don't think you need it. No, um, it's a lot. Because they're in like a, at this point it has been established because it's like she's coming out of the stasis and there's like a white guy and a, like a black lady and they are like, sing a song of sixpence. And she goes, uh, like, sing a song of sixpence. And she's like, pocket full of rye. At this point established, right? She's coming out of the stasis. But no. The other one goes, Four and twenty blackbirds. She's like baked in a pie, like fucking okay, whatever. So we're in like some sort of like medical sort of a setting. Like it shows yeah. like all the screens and stuff. They're on the other side of. Again, I don't understand this. They're on the other side of a glass partition, like locked out of the room that she's in. Yeah. Also, this whole <laughs> like call and response thing never comes up again. Mm-mm. Any other time she comes out of stasis, doesn't happen again. And also there's like no explanation. Like we use that in case like something bad happens to make sure yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like why, if you're putting her into a drug induced coma, essentially to have her, uh, this is the thing. She's like doing like therapy for this kid, like in his own brain. Like she, she like yeah. transfers her consciousness. Coma. Yeah. She transfers her consciousness. But it's like, why do you need to be locked out of the room on the other side of like, you know what I mean? Like an anesthesiologist yeah. sits right next to your head when you're having surgery. <laughs> like, it's just really bizarre. Um, and you're just like, what? They were like, this looks futuristic and cool. It just feels real dumb and like a waste of time and money <laughs> to have done all of these things. Like, and and the thing that I always think when I watch this movie is like, how did they land on this being the procedure to like yeah. get this to happen like all right well we tried it in a tuxedo and that didn't work uh today we're gonna try the slim jim suit and see if that one works you know what i mean like how did you just also we have to put this little little silk piece of cloth over your face and there's like electrodes electrodes on it and that makes you go to sleepy by town all right and spoiler alert a lot of the things like this in this movie that occur this way uh because they were directed by a music video director period that's the only reason it yep. looked cool he's like this it looked cool um so at this point like there it's established that yeah she's like a child psychologist um yeah. who is working with edward who trying to get him out of his coma because he was involved in a boating accident and right. he's in a coma with his eyes open yeah which but i feel like they tape your eyes shut they have, like, I've, like, when I worked at a veterinary clinic, I've assisted in, like, like animal surgeries, and sometimes your eyes are open, but somebody has to be standing there, like, lubricating your fucking eyeballs yeah. and rubbing your fucking eyelids around, or else you don't get to see no more, because your yeah. eyeballs dry out. But he's just, like, I think it was just for effect. They, like, take the mask off, and he's, like, eh, with his eyes yeah. open. <laughs> and you're just, like, hmm. It's creepy. I'm trying not to think too much about it, because when I do, it seems yeah. stupid. <laughs> and then it's, like, oh, like... Catherine, she's like, I want to reverse the feed. It's like, and then it's just like, you can't do that for all these reasons because there's going to be shocked, fucking whatever. He'll he'll be in your brain, and what will happen? 
We don't know. And she's like, well, I go into his brain all the time. And the lady is like, well, you volunteered to do that. Like he would go into shock and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I just, what does she say? This is how she establishes that she's like a very, like, even though she's like 28 years old, a very like tenured, like seasoned. She's like, all of like the foster kids or the, the orphanage kids or whatever that I worked with, like always did better when we took them out of their environment. Blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, uh, okay. <laughs> which which is also strange that they're trying to make her seem like this expert when throughout the rest of the movie, they make sure to tell us that she didn't have like a bunch of experience. No, and um, she's just was gifted. not even highly recommended or anything. They're just like, oh, she's, she's going to be real good at this because it's J-Lo. Yeah. Like at one point, somebody literally does say about her like, oh, all of like the the higher train, like the recommended people like, you know, sucked at this, but then like she showed up and even though she doesn't have a lot of experience, like she's just like naturally gifted and it's like, okay. But she does seem to care a lot about her job. Yeah, she does. And I, I don't know, whatever. I, I, it's hard to say whether or not anything about this movie is like feminist, like all the peripheral things that happen because it's like none of the peripheral things that happen matter. Like the meat and potatoes of this film are all the fucked up things that you're going to see. And you're going to be like, Whoa. (laughs) And then then at the end, is there like, I just, that's two hours of my life that I just saw some weird and wacky shit and fucking maybe scared and horny at the same time. Hooray. Then it's like, uh Oh, Edward's parents are here. Edward's parents are here. And so they go into the meeting with Edward's parents and they are essentially like, hey, yeah, we're billionaires and we spent all this money to do this thing that's happening. Whatever it is. But it's not working. And um, I don't know. We probably should stop. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, what? The mom is like, I'm sorry, Catherine. I know that, and like the doctor's like, I spent seven years of my life on this or whatever. And Catherine's like, he's made a lot of progress over the last three years. And and the mom is like, well, I can't remember what the dad's name is. Well, Doug thinks that. <laughs> it probably was Doug. Since there's no outward sign of improvement because he is still in a fucking coma, that we should take our son to a hospital. Like, I'm really sorry that we single-handedly funded this weird and wacky research onto this therapization thing, like where you go into my son's mind, allegedly. And- Yeah, yeah, allegedly. And he's like- How do they know? Like- It's like, well, we can see on the computer screens, but the rich guy- But they can't. All they see is a little like- It's like Evangelion. Like it's literally like where like, oh, like you're at this level of fucking matching up and it's- Yeah, like look at this uh, picture of your brain or whatever. And that's it. They just are going off of what JLo says. She could be like making it up. Uh, yeah. The uh, the parents are beginning to wonder whether Catherine's conversations with Edward might simply be drug fueled delusions. Legitimate, actually. If I were them, I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, this seems goofy. Don't believe you. Um. So anyway, they're like, oh no. What are we going to do about our specialized kind of therapy that only one person has ever experienced and there's no actual quantifiable proof that it is real? <laughs> and then, meanwhile, there's a woman in a tank. Like, it's meanwhile, just... there's there's a lady and she's in a tank and there's water in it. And At this point, you just have to suspend... Not even, like, it's not even, like, suspend, like, 
belief or disbelief or reality. You just have to be like, I guess you're telling me what reality is, movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to be ready for the ride and just go. Like, yeah. you can't be like, wait, what? No. It would be like, okay, so questioning things about this movie would be like questioning why Britney Spears is carrying around a snake. Just because it fucking looks because, cool. Yeah. It makes you <laughs> feel cool as hell. It makes you feel like afraid, but horny. Like, that's the whole thing. That's it. That's literally what this movie is. Afraid but horny. So meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile. Uh, the, this lady uh, drowns in a tank. Yeah, she drowns. It's actually like really hard to watch too. Yeah, it's very close up. You s- it is unrelenting in the moment of her dying. And then it's over. And then... The, like the ugliest slash most hot man ever shows up. I don't know how to describe him. He's fucking hideous, but I want to fuck him. Right, Vince, so- young Vincent D'Onofrio, man. So Vincent D'Onofrio shows up, <laughs> and um, he has a horrible wig. It's so, so bad, so bad. It's like it's, it's like a actually like the the wig itself. It's like it looks like they had like a a very good wig like made out of human hair. And then they just bleach the shit out of it and didn't put any toner on it. That's like what it kind of looks like. It does. It does. It has that weird like golden color, like when you bleach your hair, and and they just hit it with like bleach it like they hit it with that light enough. The chi straightener. (laughs) Yeah, it's they straightened it with the the straightener up to like eleven. Like they are just they're like okay, we gotta wait till it gets frizzy. Perfect. Yeah. So he's wearing that and um somehow still super attractive. I yeah. don't I it's, don't get it. It's I problematic. Don't. It's not great. No. <laughs> Cause then what he proceeds to do, like, again, just think about MTV. Just think about just think like that's like the only way that I can justify like there's like a a lot like science of lambs, right? Like you felt like a lot of that shit was extreme. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's like, you're kind of the psychology behind a serial killer, right? In the movies. And then this movie was like, cool, we're going to start there. And then like went further. (laughs) So there are all these like video cameras like set up around this like glass tank, this glass enclosure where this woman has drowned. And he's like, he like walks up and like looks at her and she like, you know, convulses. As, yeah. you know, people who are freshly dead tend to do. And he just immediately comes in his pants. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hopefully it won't get any worse. And then <laughs> it gets so much worse. So they throw it all at you within. Like, I remember we wa- Carly and I watched this movie together probably 15 years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And all of the scenes that I recall from the movie are from the first five minutes of this film. And I did not realize <laughs> that so much stuff happens within the first five minutes involving Vincent D'Onofrio coming in his pants or jerking off or anything involving his dick. It all happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. All of and it. like in the deleted scenes. You see some stuff, bro. Like, 
I didn't see the deleted scenes. In preparation for this, I was like, I'm going to watch all of like the director's commentaries and the deleted scenes. I'm going to start with the deleted scenes. And I watched the deleted scenes and I was like, I don't want to know what the director thinks about this. And I just didn't watch it. I was like, "Mm -mm. no, not today, Isis. Like, no. In the theatrical version, this doesn't happen, but you definitely do see him like take his pants off and like it's, he climbs on top of her and it's just very like, you if know, you, like, if you like hold your hand comes, up a certain yeah. way, you're like, oh, I can imagine that's me and I'm not dead. And then it's kind of hot. But like, if you take your hand away, you're like, that's a corpse. And it's not okay. It's just, I'm literally like, my ears are turning red. It's just so mortifying. And like, by the way, Vincent D'Onofrio plays the fuck. Like he acts the shit out of this character. Like, yeah. He, it's probably one of my favorite roles that he's ever done. Like, he just, it, it's mind blowing, like, how into this person's mind that he got. Cause you can tell, like, he's not even overacting. He's just acting circles around everybody around him. Yeah. It just, it just shows you how good an actor he is. Like, it's not even like that person's acting way too much. It's literally like that person, iconic. And then you look at Jennifer Lopez and you're like, that person, uh, pop dance recording artist. Like, <laughs> And I love him for that, but he just, this is like yeah, his, like, just, his turn as Hannibal Lecter, basically. Yeah. But, so yeah, he, like, drains the tank, he, like, gets the, the, the lady out, he, like, puts her in a bleach bath, which, like, for some reason is white. I don't understand. Yeah. It looks like a bath made of milk, and I'm like, well, bleach is usually blue, but okay. And he pulls her out of it, and, like, he lays her on, like, this, like, metal, like, medical table, and then in the deleted scenes, it shows more of it. Because the whole when you watch the theatrical version, you're like, how the fuck did he suspend himself? He yeah. actually has, like, this whole apparatus that he, like, hooks himself to. Because he has, like, what is it, like, six or nine hooks in his back? Yeah. Like, all the way down his legs and stuff. And he hooks himself into, like, all these chains. And then in the deleted scenes, you see he has, like, a hydraulic button that he pushes. And, like, this machine goes, and, like, it, like, moves across the top of the table. And he, like, suspends himself above. So you're like, all right. This is very, like, D. Snyder of you with, like, the fucking, like, suspension thing. Okay. But you, like, already drowned her, um, recorded her dying and drowning on, like, tripod, like, VHS canvas. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, From several angles. Several angles, too. Really weird. And then you're already like, okay, that's a lot. That's enough. And then he's just like, I got more for you. And he like suspends himself above this bleached woman who like is just like like dead, obviously. He lay in there. And then he like has all of like the the, the screens set up around to like watch like these videos of her death. And he just I'm not being rude when I say this. He just and then he, I'm sorry, this scene, like, makes me very uncomfortable. You're doing a great job describing it. No, it's because they don't, like, show him, like. You don't, you only see, like, his face. Parts and pieces. And then they show, yeah. like, his calves, like, flexing. Yeah. And he, like, bellows. And you're like, I know exactly what just happened. There's no room for interpretation. That is. No brutal as fuck like it's literally just like like you're kind of like i hope that when people jerk off 
while they're thinking about me, they come that hard. But also, if they do, they're probably masturbating to the idea of murdering me. Like, that's... Yeah. It's just really... It's grotesque. It's great. It's Chef Kiss. Very good movie to make you feel the things the movie wants you to feel. Yeah. Um, and then... It he, wants you to be yeah. disgusted by him and be like, oh, he's a horrible man. And he makes, like, a real O-face, too. Yeah, he does. It's not handsome. <laughs> it's just like, wow. That was a lot of drool. <laughs> so that is um, a person that's we have met in this that's film. Our, that's our introduction to Vincent D'Onofrio in this film. Yeah, and at first you're like, am I going to see this person again? Or are these just things that are happening in the world? Like, it's kind of weird. Like, um, you don't, you're not really sure where this movie is going. At what's this happening? Point. But he puts like a little like collar on her. It's like, it's like a fabric collar that he like made or something. Puts it on her and then... Isn't the next scene her getting zipped out of a bag? Uh, is she th- is she the one that he dumps on the side of the highway? He dumps her in a river, but the river is like low like low tide yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I feel like that's the next scene. Like he like um he he puts a collar around her neck after oh this poor lady this poor dead lady she's dead the whole time by the way I don't know if I mentioned that fourteen times yet but she's dead the yeah. whole time she's dead and like again I I don't know what happens if you bleach a corpse I don't want to know personally. But when he pulls her out of the bath, like, her eyes are just, like, blue, and, like, her hair is, like, really white, and, like, her skin is all white and stuff, and you're just like, whoa, that's, like, a really pretty um, version of a bleached corpse, because I don't think that that's what happens. (laughs) I don't don't think that happens either. It looks like like it's literally out of a Nine Inch Nails music video, like you said. I was like, okay, that's an aesthetic choice you made. We're not here for the realism. So at first, even, I was like, is this in the dream world, too? Like... Edward, you got some fucked up. Oh no, this is real life. Because then, like, the next thing is like her getting like zipped out of like a body bag at like an FBI crime scene. Yeah, and, and this is where Vince Vaughn shows up, right? He doesn't show up. He's like, like these two FBI men are like talking about like the modus operandi and like all this other stuff, and then you hear somebody off screen going, "It signifies that she belongs to him," or like something like that. Yeah. It's like, what about the collar? And, and and then it like shows Vince Vaughn and he's like standing like a fucking pirate like on the side <laughs> of the earth, just looking back at them. You can tell that he has been hired very special from the FBI to help out with these murders. And he like says a bunch of stuff like it doesn't fucking matter. Like most of the dialogue yeah. in this movie doesn't matter. Um, but my favorite part is he's like, uh, I want forensics uh, on this body immediately. I don't want anybody fucking uh, what does he say? dicking around or like jerking around or something like that and it's like it's a murder case i don't think anybody is just like standing around like what do i do yeah. like you know what i mean <laughs> i want the i want post taste i want it pronto and everybody's like uh serial killer for sure so nobody's gonna be like losing the paperwork on this one <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean and there were many people there like it wasn't like nobody showed up yet to do the job they were actively there doing the job yeah it's but very you make us aware that he was in charge. But you could tell that the person who wrote this movie didn't know much about the inner workings of the FBI because they were like, oh, we'll make him seem smarter than them by having him tell them to do their regular jobs faster about a murder, which is like their job. Yeah, because it's already been well established, like that he has, you know, at this point they know they know a lot about the serial killer. Like, yeah, it's like oh, like he has they a, always are 
in bleach they always are have a collar on mm-hmm. they're always and they even know at this point the period of time between the abduction of these people and when they these women it's all yeah. women um yeah. being you know abducted and dumped in the river yeah so they're real close to catching this guy yeah but Vince Vaughn is like do it faster it's like whoa these women are getting murdered a lot. So we're doing it as fast as we can. And I guess like if it in real life, that's what they would say. But in this movie, we're like, oh, you're right. We should do it faster. Fucking whatever. <laughs> Which is fine. He's escalating. We have to do it faster. Um, okay. It's like, I just thought it was really funny. The guy being like, what about the collar? What does that mean? And Vince Vaughn's like, this very like obvious thing. What is this obvious thing? Mean? It signifies ownership. It's like a gift. He's he's uh, her daddy now, or fucking whatever. Yeah, great. Uh, don't sign me up for that. Cremate me. I don't want anybody to try to be my fucking top when I die. <laughs> so then, I think the next thing that you see. The next thing is J-Lo going home. Yeah. that's I believe. And then she's It's like a very useless scene. Well, you find out two huge things about her. She has a cat. She offers the cat milk. She likes to watch French cinema. And she doesn't like to wear pants. Because this is J-Lo walking around in a tank top and a thong, smoking the most loosely rolled joint I've ever seen in my life. I was like, who rolled that shit? It's all clumpy and like big. I was like, Jesus, is this a cartoon? All right, MTV, relax. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it's also really apparent that she doesn't like sleep well. Because she was like watching TV and was like trying to sleep. Yeah. She has all these, like, weird, like, and it's very, like, they make her look, I hate saying this, like, I really do, but whoever made this movie was like, this is what liberals look like when they're at home, and it's, like, Jennifer Lopez in a thong, smoking a joint, and she has a bulletin board covered in, like, newspaper clippings about, like, Greenpeace stops people from murdering whales, uh, son of billionaire washes up on shore after accident, and she's just like fucking being weird. Like she's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I was like, I feel like this is what people who voted for Trump think I do. Like in my spare time, they like, don't. Just, they don't need to know about your bulletin board of newspaper yeah, It's like okay. Yeah, stops fur trade. Like, it, but that's what like the kind of shit that's on our bulletin board. Yeah, and she, it's weird because she has like a moment where she like leans up, like sexily towards her bulletin board, and like puts her face in her palm, you know, and like looks at it. And she's just like, I'm like, okay. So a man made this movie for sure. Like, yeah. Cause the silhouette of Jennifer Lopez is spoolouche, like all day long. Like she's fucking hot, but like, you're not fucking posing for a camera. Like when you're sitting at home, smoking a joint, looking at your bulletin board, like, you know what I mean? No. Like you're in sweatpants and an enormous yeah. hoodie with your hair all dirty in a fucking bun. Somebody just goes home and just is hot for no reason. Like, hot is a thing you have to perform. But this scene could Great. have been cut Butt cheeks, entirely. 10 out of 10. Sorry. What? It, it could have been cut entirely. There was no point. Uh, she loves her work. She show. loves weed. She loves her cat. But she doesn't she love her cat. She takes her work home with her. She has trouble sleeping. There we go. This scene, as an adult and a cat owner, I was like, you can never give a cat milk. Won't that give your cat, like, diarrhea? It like, will make your cat super sick. 
because of like all the antibiotics and shit they like you can't yeah and even if i tried to give my cat milk he would be like no what the (laughs) fuck you're like what the fuck is this but you know it kind of paints the picture that jennifer lopez might have milked this straight out of a cow titty so (laughs) i'm a 22 year old fucking semi-hippie jennifer lopez child psychologist in my panties hope this doesn't make anybody horny it's not for the male gaze like do you know what i mean like yeah it makes everybody horny and it is like okay so she can't sleep um yeah earlier in the movie like her co-worker was like are you still having nightmares and jennifer lopez was like very very shifty cartoony shifty eyes yeah no okay totally believe you which we find out is bullshit because yes yeah she has a nightmare about Edward attacking her, which already happened in the movie, so you're kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't so even it's like... literally just, it's like they just finished the scene and we're like, we're gonna put this here. Here's <laughs> the end of that scene. So then the next scene is uh, this very pretty lady giggling and laughing with her fiancé in the courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in the courtyard. <laughs> and then Vincent D'Onofrio in the most noticeable fucking car yeah, he's just sitting ramrod straight in the front of his car. With a staring. albino German shepherd. <laughs> but not even... Okay, this... Throughout the movie, they're like, he is an albino German shepherd. That's the wow. thing that happens after this. Like, they have this whole scene yeah. about it. Yeah. But that dog is not an albino at all. It's just so a white German shepherd. Yeah, it's not an albino German shepherd. It's a white German shepherd. It's still beautiful. It is gorgeous. That dog, like, deserved, like, an Oscar for his and role. And that dog loved him, and that shit makes me sad. I know. Oh, yeah. It comes up multiple times throughout the movie. How much he loves his dog and, and how much, how much his, his dog, dog loves him. him. Yeah, it just... I'm getting upset. I need to drink more. I need to drink more. I need to drink more. Um, yeah, so, so he's just watching them. He's like... Mm. In, like, his, like, teal 1942 Toyota Camry. I don't even... Whatever. <laughs> Just a very, like, weird car with his white German Shepherd, which, like, even if it's an albino, you don't see it very often. No. Just in public, like, in a mall, like, an outdoor mall courtyard, just staring. (laughs) Like, like, anybody walking by could have been like, are you a fucking serial killer? Because you seem like one. Yeah. And he acts like one, too. Like, he has a little, like, moment where he has to, like, grab... A bottle of pills and like stuff some pills in his mouth. And this is the first time that you meet what are we gonna call there's like Kid Carl, there's regular Carl, and there's God Carl, basically. Yeah. We don't even know that his name is Carl yet. Yeah. But there's kid v- Vincent D'Onofrio, there's creepy weird serial killer Vincent D'Onofrio, and then as if that isn't bad enough, there's a god version of him. It's like Digimon, right? Like this is like the three evolution. <laughs> and um you hear like this fucking like monstrous voice and like the way that he reacts you're like oh that's in his head thank you for yeah. making that obvious movie because otherwise i would have been like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and he has to like bang on the steering wheel and, like fucking take some pills yeah but it doesn't keep him from doing what he do no <laughs> and, and apparently he has an accomplice and um a well-trained accomplice yeah so is this the scene with the parking garage? I am fairly positive, yes. Okay. Yeah, so... So the no, same yeah. lady that we just... Yeah. Sorry, I was Same lady her. we just saw 
um, goes down into a parking garage. I assume it's like one of those underground ones, it seemed like. Maybe like at the mall or whatever. Like she was going to go home. She uh, steps out into the um, right outside the uh, elevator and has a moment that I feel like every single woman has ever had where you look around and go, well, uh uh-oh, this isn't safe. And so she reaches in her bag and gets, is it pepper spray? Is that what she has? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's not a taser. It might be her keys. She has pepper She pulls out something. Pepper Doesn't matter. Ain't going to help her now. No, it doesn't help her. (laughs) Uh, And walks purposefully to her car, keys in hand, like we've all been taught that that's how, if you want to not die, that's what you do. So she gets into her car and you're like, I know I was like, oh, thank God. She's she's fine. Everything's cool. I was like, um, he's going to be in the backseat. That's what I thought, too. I was like, he's going to be in the backseat. But then it was clear he wasn't. Because Vincent D'Onofrio is enormous, by the way. Like, there's no way that he could have hidden in the back of that fucking car. And, like, she gets in the car. She looks back. Him, like, in the- Are you hiding in the back of my car? And he's like, no. <laughs> you can't no. see me. I'm not six foot eight or anything. <laughs> no. So she turns on her car and starts to back up, and her here's a yelp. Uh oh. So, uh oh. <laughs> so she, pu- you know, puts on the brake, looks in the rear view, and sees a dog laying behind the car, and she's like, <laughs> like she freaks out immediately. Yeah, she's like, as I'm sure most of us would, I would be like, oh my god, I killed the dog. This is the worst day of my life. But it's gets out of the- <laughs> also, like, from an objective standpoint, watching the movie, not, like, an objective standpoint, like, real life, but oh. watching the movie, that dog was laying down. Like, it was not, yeah. like, he was not, he did not look at he was just like, Arr! and, like, she looks in the rearview mirror, and he's just, like, laying there, like, waiting for a treat, and you're like. <laughs> so she gets out of the car, and she runs back there, and is, like, petting Wait, him. You didn't tell the best part. Guess what color the dog is. Guess what kind of dog it is. It's a fucking white dog. And it's a German Shepherd. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. So she runs the back. <laughs> At first, I was like, Vincent D'Onofrio is going in hard. He just let her kill his dog. I was like. <laughs> he is that horny that he let this bitch kill his fucking dog. I was like, he, like oh, no. His dog. He, like, he threw the dog in the back of the car. It was like, here. <laughs> you gotta die. <laughs> For my boner. Go lay down for my boner. But no, that know what happened. No. So she's like, oh, dog, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) This is literally exactly what happened. Oh, dog. Dog, are you okay? She's like, oh, sweet baby, are you okay? Like, she doesn't know the dog's name. Oh, dog, are you okay? (laughs) I'm fucking crying. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. But she's just like, oh, dog. Oh, are you okay? Uh oh, dog. Are you okay? It's the title of this episode. Yeah. And she, like, no, but she, like, runs around to the back of the car and she's like, cinder blocks. And you, but- as the viewer, don't even have time to process what happened before no. Vincent D'Onofrio, seven foot tall, fucking just enormous ass Vincent D'Onofrio, just. Comes up behind her, chloroforms her, and picks her up like off the ground. Yeah. This shit is fucking horrific, dude. Like yeah. it 
it's horrific because I was like, oh, I wish my boyfriend would do that to me. But like, he like picks her up off the ground. She's like screaming, kind of thrashing around. He just like shoves the floor from harder on her face. And then she kind of like stops thrashing around. And then the movie's like, just in case you were wondering, viewer, the dog's fine. <laughs> like it's the dog pops up. And he like, had put two cinder blocks behind her back wheels and just had the dog lay down. So as soon as she hit the cinder block, she thought she'd hit the dog. But which... what a well-trained dog that it knew to make that yelping sound. Best friends. And he can't yeah. be that bad a person, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has a dog best friend. I mean, I wasn't laughing because it's funny. I was laughing because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but he does have a dog best friend. And I thought dogs were good judges of character. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know. It, this this is the whole crux of this movie. It's MTV, and then there's like a question at the center of this movie that I, from an intellectual standpoint, very much am willing to discuss. Is it represented in a way that is good or bad in this film? That is also the question. But the question I think the center of this film let me see if i can word it the way that i'm thinking it it's more like um where does the responsibility lie hear me out i think that the line and we'll get into this as we get further into the film if your parents have enacted trauma upon you if your parents have fucked you up I think that like the line is here. Um, you should have resources available to you before you hurt anybody else. I also think your parents shouldn't have abused you. And I also think that you shouldn't murder other people ever, especially for sexual gratification. Um, because, you know, especially if they're women, because God damn it, it's been done, dude. Like fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not funny. I'm I, it just, you know, I'm very uncomfortable with this because I've had, you know, multiple people argue with me about it, but I think for me, the question is, it, it, it does lie in the realm of the medical field of psychiatry or psychology. Like, mm -hmm. if people felt there were resources available to them, like, if people had information, if they were able to go, these impulses are not good, and they were able to seek help before they hurt anybody else, do you think anybody you know, would have been spared. Does that, that's, does that make sense? Like, that's the question yeah. I feel like that, that this movie, like, as a person who's, like, really thought, I think about this way too much. I think about it all the time. Like, I wrote, like, this was, like, one of the papers that I wrote when I was in college, and I was just kind of like, whoa, like, whoa. And I'm like, preventative anonymous psychiatric help for people who have these urges, whether they came from their parents whatever you know nobody wants to help ted bundy like fuck ted bundy but yeah. this movie does very much portray three parts of this person's psyche and it doesn't force you to feel empathy for them but it definitely like makes you think more about the cycle right yeah the cycle of you so in my head i was like oh like he's a dog best friend because he was a good kid but he still sucks he deserves to die like you know what i mean like yeah there should have been something in there it shouldn't have been like a child psychologist like doing what, you know, whatever. We'll get into it. Um, thank you for listening to Maneater. Please stay tuned for our next episode. You'll find out all about Carl Starger. See you next week.